The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 292 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. The premier board gaming convention, TokenCon, is returning to Oklahoma City. The event takes place March 17th through the 19th at the Embassy Suites by Hilton, just north of Will Rogers World Airport on Meridian. Here to talk about TokenCon is organizer and friend of the show, Mike Dadalo. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm excited to talk about TokenCon. I know. I'm excited to hear about it. So for those who don't know, you can check out past episodes if you want. But uh, right now, tell us, what is TokenCon? So TokenCon is a board game focused convention. And the star of our show, I would say, is our library. We have a library of 800 games, uh, a little over 800 actually, 100 of which were released just in this past year. And 70, or actually over 70, of which we actually give away. So Mm. we have a huge play to win section. And everyone who plays those games is entered to win. And then we randomly pick someone who played each of those games. And at the end of the con, we give away 70 plus games. Um, So, yeah, that's the big star of the show. But Mm -hmm. besides that, we have, of course, panels. We have uh, a couple dozen exhibitors. Uh, We have our D&D Adventurers League Mm -hmm. and all kinds of special events and things like that, too. So it's a really really big really cool three-day uh experience has that library grown i think i remember it was only like 600 last year was that about right yeah it's grown it's grown every year and i think it's improved every year too we try really hard to get the best games and the games that are new and really popular as well and games that people might find hard to find Mm -hmm. or prohibitively expensive to buy um so we try to have a lot of stuff that people would like to play that they may not ever get a chance to otherwise. Yeah. I think that's the harshest thing is sometimes you see a game and it might cost 50 to 70 bucks. And it's like, well, I like, it looks good on the cover. It's got a great cover. It's got a great, you know, description on the back But playing it is the real test. And so this gives them a chance to maybe try it before they buy it or potentially win it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and then we have, of course, our hot game section, too, which is some of the hottest and latest games that are out where we have those all set up and ready to go. People who've been practicing them and learning them over the last couple of weeks. So they're ready to stand by and help teach and show people how to play. So, yeah, lots of opportunities to play games. (laughs) And how does the try it and win it type? How does that work? So you're automatically entered automatically when you check the game out from the library. Mm -hmm. And you can also give the library people the names of other people that are playing to make sure they're entered as well. And then on Sunday at the end of the at the end of the con, we'll just post a list of everybody who's won. And if you're not there on Sunday, we'll email you and arrange a way to for you to pick it up. So, yeah. Will this also have game creators there who are showcasing some of their works? 
Yeah, we've actually really expanded that area this year, and I'm excited about that. We have a whole uh, big room that we're calling our Indie Zone. Oh, cool. And we have some designers that are here uh, that have worked on their games. We have actually designers from as far away as Oregon coming down, uh, independent designers who are working on games that are either launching on Kickstarter or are already on Kickstarter. Um, and they're bringing their games to sell, to demo, and also prototypes that they're working on that people can try and test. Um, and then after they test those games, they can leave anonymous feedback for the games with little forms. And we're giving we're giving prizes to people for doing that too. We have uh, giveaways and things like that, games that we're giving random people who leave feedback so hopefully encourage people to try those it helps the designers by because they get feedback but then everybody who plays them gets to try something that might be a hot new game in a year or two right <laughs> and um, also maybe win some prizes for it so yeah the board game community the board game playing board games themselves was pretty hot it was starting to get hot all the, all the way up to the pandemic then the pandemic hit and that was pretty much the only thing to do at home so everyone bought all these board games but has the interest waned at all since the pandemic has kind of slowed down or is it still as strong as it ever was i you know it's it's probably as strong as it ever was there was definitely a period there where there was a a struggle um where people i think couldn't decide what they wanted to do as far as if they wanted to go out and be in in big groups but you know what we saw in that time period which is interesting uh was solo board gaming became a thing um and or, or more of a thing it's always been a thing but but now nowadays it seems like almost every board game has a solo mode and in fact we have a panel uh that i think is really interesting called um why not just play a video game uh, oh. a case for solo board gaming so um i think that's going to be really interesting uh talking about board games for one basically um which as i said probably because of covid mm -hmm. has become a really big thing um so that'll be interesting <laughs> so i don't want you to give away the whole panel but why play a why play a board game rather than a than a video game well i tell you what that is a good question that I don't know the answer to. It's a good thing I'm go. not giving the panel because I'm in that I'm in that camp of, of if I'm going to play a board game, I the only time I play a solo board game is to learn a game. Mm. But I know there are people who love to play solo board games, and I think that's what this panel is going to talk about is why why that might be something that you enjoy. Right, and I've I, and I know that two play, two player games have also been really big because of the because of the pandemic when you just had maybe a husband and wife or a son and and father or son and daughter that only two people could play these games. So there's been an increase of those as well. Yeah, there has, and we have some of those like Splendor Duel is a new two player version of Splendor that's specifically out recently that we have in our library and um, uh, Beer and Bread is another game that came out really recently that's a two player. Ex exclusive game and so that's in our library too so you're right there is mm -hmm. a lot more of those i think so what are some of the new exciting hot games that that people can start can play there yeah so one of the newest games that's been really popular that we've seen up in the top 10 on the board game geek hotness charts for a long time is heat pedal to the metal and it's a racing themed board game and it's card driven so essentially every turn you get to change gears and whatever gear you're in is how many cards you get to play and the cards have a value that moves you forward so it's very it's very thematic feeling mm -hmm. actually and um, as you execute your maneuvers you can um, accumulate heat 
in your engine uh, to play more cards, to go faster. But if you get too hot um, or if you spin around a curve too fast, you can overheat and that can cause you some problems. So it's a really it's a really neat game that really kind of feels like a race and it can play up to six people, which is neat. And it comes with multiple oh, wow. tracks for different countries. So we'll have that on the hot games table. And I think I think that'll be pretty neat. Sounds like a really cool um, version of Millibords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really neat game. I actually really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um we also have Flamecraft, which has been really popular lately. It's uh, got these really cute dragon miniatures, and uh, these little dragons have a little town, and they're mm-hmm. visiting shops and and um, getting a bunch of really nice resources that they're turning into points eventually. Uh, so it's a really neat game too. Uh, but there's 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 so many mm-hmm. there's so many games that come out now. You know, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how how popular and how many games there are and how many good games there are coming out all the time. Yeah. And it's like we talk about, you don't necessarily want to spend the money on a brand new game. Sometimes you just can't spend all the money on all the games. So this gives you an opportunity to play those games that you might not even think about. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that any one person (laughs) could keep up. (laughs) And even for us, and we try and we have the library is made up of a lot of donations Mm -hmm. from from different people we have the board game community which has has its own library but then several stores like common space and edmund unplugged provide a good chunk of 100 games each from their libraries and then we have several individuals who donate um their games to be played um, which is really nice um and uh you know we have little stickers on the games that let people know who provided those games and everything like that but that definitely makes our library better is the fact that people are willing to provide them for others along with the board games you do have some role-playing games out there talk to me about those yeah so we have an extensive uh uh, dungeons and dragons adventurers league set up this year which i'm really excited about Uh, all our DD is going to be dal which if if people haven't done that before it's really neat because you can take your character and you can play them at any Adventurers League game anywhere mm-hmm. um, that it's happening as long as they're the right level for the game. So we have a lot of Tier 1 games, which are beginner-friendly because we have a lot of beginners at, at TokenCon usually. And the nice thing about those is we have pre-generated characters that are ready for all of those games. So what's cool is you can come, you can pick one of these characters and kind of you know create your own backstory for them and everything like that and, and jump into a game. But then after you finish that game, you can keep that character and you can take them and then you can level them up um, over you know months and years at any kind of event where you see Dungeons and Dragons Adventurers League and they can carry their you know uh, experience on from game to game and level up. And so you can really you can really grow attached to a character. Yeah. So that's something where you can you can um, bring that. You can bring your own character to token con or you can use some of the ones that we'll have you know handy for you so i'm i'm real excited about that i think that's really neat and uh, of course no uh convention would be the same without vendors and tell me about some of the vendors you guys have going on yeah so we have some really we have some really cool vendors today besides the indie zone where we have all the indies that we talked about we have just a really i think the most uh diverse group of vendors that we've ever had this year so we have uh some exhibitors like render D, of mm-hmm. course who's there to uh, and they'll be you'll be able to meet the cast there and um learn about that if you haven't heard the show yet mm-hmm. um and then we've got uh oklahoma mahjong 
which is there. And and they they were there last year, but only for part of the con. They're going to be there, here the whole time. And they have, if you've never seen it, it's amazing. And they'll have it in the exhibitor hall, an auto table, which what it does is it takes and it basically takes all the Mahjong tiles and shuffles them all up itself and then spits them out into these nice little rows, deals oh them out to everybody, and then automatically like pops up your row of tiles right in front of you. I mean, it's incredibly cool to watch. Wow. So uh, even if you've never, I mean, if you've never played Mahjong before, which I actually haven't, I was hoping to try it last year, didn't get to, hoping to this year. It's just neat to see the table in action and, and learn how that goes. So um, they'll be there. Another one that we have that's new this year is Bearded Rat Mysteries. And that's, are really cool uh what she does is she writes murder mysteries mm -hmm. um that you uh kind of kind of like role-playing type things where you are playing a character in this mystery and so she writes those mysteries and sells those and uh, she's also running an event at token con where it is a murder mystery uh, so we'll have uh oh, cool. 30 people in there uh doing a murder mystery at token con so i'm excited about that too that sounds like it'll be really fun that's gonna um, be amazing. But yeah then we then we have, of course, a lot of our, we have Game HQ, who's our presenting sponsor, and they're, they'll be there with a really big booth this year trying to sell um, lots of, or they'll have all kinds of board games and also D&D &D miniatures and dice and uh, accessories, kind of a little um, sub, a little compliment to show all the different things that they have in their store. Um, and then we've got all kinds of board game accessories. We've got people selling costumes. We've got jewelry. We've got board game related Christmas ornaments. I mean, there's just a whole, whole bunch of things. That is so much fun. And did you, uh, do you got some other events I'm, I'm guessing going on as well? Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about the, the Indies and one reason we have, are excited about the Indie Zone this year is we have Jay Cormier coming and he's a board game publisher and designer. He's done a lot of popular games. Um, junk art was kind of one of the ones he's, done that was really popular it was a stacking game but he's done just a whole like variety of, of games but he also publishes games um as well and mind management is one of the more popular games that he's published uh one of his most recent games um but he's gonna do a couple cool events he's doing a uh, an event called uh pitch tank which is um like Shark Tank, like, if you're yes. familiar with Shark Tank. Um, and so what it is, is he's going to have board game designers, some of those indies who are there, are going to pitch their board game. And um, he's going to then review it kind of Shark Tank style and give them feedback, not 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 so much on the game itself, but on their pitch, on mm -hmm. their presentation, and then give some advice and feedback for how to pitch to um, designers and then or to publishers mm -hmm. and then he'll he'll give everybody uh he'll pick a game of the session for that from that so that's pretty cool we have a game jam which uh is something where we're going to give everybody a bunch of components and then using this journal uh called the fail faster journal that huh. jay produces um what it is is it's it gives people props where essentially they're going to roll a dice to get a to get a theme or choose a theme and then they'll have to choose, uh, you know, a mechanic and then and some things like that. Get some prompts and directions to go. And then you'll create a board game with the components you're given oh. along the lines of these these prompts. And you'll do that in a few hours. Uh, and you could do that alone or in a team. And then we'll give you opportunities to actually play test that game at TokenCon. So awesome. it's kind of a really, really neat um, experience, I think, that'll be really you know, just a lot of fun. I, 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 I would love to see that in action and see how that goes. So, um, 
And then one, one other cool thing we have this year is our gamer and training stuff. Uh-huh. So last year, last year we moved TokenCon to spring break. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we noticed that with that move, it allowed a lot more families to come than had in the past because kids were off of school and stuff like that. So we specifically added some gamer and training events, which is what we're calling our events for younger gamers. So we actually have a library of games that are suitable for younger kids that's mm-hmm. separate from our main library that doesn't have to be checked out since a lot of those games are short and quick and you might, you know, kids' attention spans might not be as long. Uh, you can grab a game off the shelf, play it, put it back, grab another one. No need to no need to even check it out. So we have that little library there. And then we have some other stuff that the kids can do. We'll have werewolf games specifically mm-hmm. for kids and families. We have a Pokemon event for kids to come and learn Pokemon and they get a deck that they can take home and then they can trade cards if they want to. So, um, stuff like that we have just some stuff that's that's geared toward kids being able to have a great time as well and hopefully you know start the process of turning them into gamers (laughs) yeah well kids have always i mean it's always fun to kind of watch kids play board games they tend to enjoy it but this kind of gives them a chance to show that this is something you can take with you as you move into adulthood yeah yeah absolutely yeah and hopefully they can find friends that are their age that they'll meet there that they can play games with you know and i think uh i think just that opportunity to kind of see a whole bunch of games that are uh age appropriate that they can play with their family as well and also with other kids um i know one of the one of the one of the biggest highlights of of uh my gaming life that i can remember is the first time my son when he was like seven years old taught a board game to another kid and played it uh, with them. I just loved loved watching that, you know. So I'm hoping that we'll give kids an opportunity to be a part of stuff like that. And in fact, our Pokemon event, um, it's kids. We have an 11 year old and a 14 year old kid who are actually, you know, running with with supervision. But they're running that event. They'll be teaching other kids how to play Pokemon. So Pokemon for kids by kids. <laughs> so I think that's really neat. And I know there's a special price. I want to get into the pricing in just a moment. But first off, there is a special price for the board gamers in training. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a discounted price for the board gamers in training. And um, that way, you know, uh, if they're between the ages of, I think it's eight and 14 is what Mm -hmm. the pricing is on that. um, They can get a discounted badge, but then we also have uh, anyone younger than that doesn't have to pay at all. Um, So, but yeah, the, the gamer in training badges, I actually check that's, they're only $30 Mm -hmm. and they cover, they cover the entire the entire three days so and they and they're just as good as an adult badge they do everything an adult badge can do so what are the what are the prices for the the event for each day and then yeah. for the full thing sure yeah so we have we, we started with single day badges that on um friday and sunday are 25 dollars, and they're 35 on saturday um and then we have a full weekend badge that's 49 dollars that covers all three days and that's what most people do is attend all three mm-hmm. days um uh, but then all those prices are the advanced price. So they mm-hmm. do go up by five to ten dollars at the door if you're waiting until then. But they'll be available online for that price all the way up until midnight the day before the convention. So um anytime up through the end of March sixteenth, you can get the discounted the discounted badges. Yeah, and, don't wait. Uh, course, well, forty-nine dollars for is a yeah, fantastic it, price yeah, for the it's, entire weekend. It, it covers it, it's so much. There's so many activities, and it gives you. I mean, we give everybody who attends. We give them a board game. We give them a really nice um, cloth bag to carry stuff in. We give them 
um, you know, a nice badge that they can keep. I mean, there's a whole a whole lot of stuff that um, that you get just for just for attending. And then, of course, we have prizes that we give away at various events throughout the convention. So, um, yeah. Is this the fourth event? Is this the fourth one or the fifth? This one? is okay, yeah, fourth one. Yeah, it's our fourth year. So and it yeah, goes back to yeah. 2018, but we had to lose a year <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, we lost kind of a year and a half there, but we. <laughs> It gave us the opportunity to switch to spring, yeah. which I think has worked out really well again because of the spring break um, thing. So, yeah, I think it, it we it was hard missing that year, but it's been great. It's been great being in March. Plus, it felt like last year when uh, you got you guys returned to the spring of 2022. It felt like okay, this is the beginning of the convention season. It was a good kickoff mm-hmm. to 2022 Oklahoma convention season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's just, and then you have you running through the summer, and there's just convention after convention after convention. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so what are then? I know the hours. I looked at the hours recently. The hours actually are longer than they were last year. They are. Talk to me about those. They are. Yeah. 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 We start at 10 a.m. on Friday, and then um, it runs really until whenever you're done. Mm-hmm. The ballroom officially runs until 1 a.m. So you can play games in there till real late if you want mm-hmm. to, and then opens up again 9 a.m. on Saturday, and again runs through the night, and then Sunday uh, starts at nine and ends at six. So there's a lot of gaming time <laughs> in there. Now, um, my wife was talking about how is it going all the way to one o'clock in the morning? I said, well, with most conventions, they usually end and then they have some kind of an after hours event, but it's a gaming yeah. convention and there you want to just sit down and play and you might start playing a game at 11 o'clock at night and you, yeah. you want time to be able to play the whole game. Yeah. And you certainly do. We certainly do have people. In fact, I know last year, uh, despite the official hours, we had people in there until two or three mm-hmm. in the morning, often like a few groups, just hardcore play and everything they could in that time, you know, and we do let people take, if you're staying at the hotel, you can check out games and take them back to your mm-hmm. hotel room. If you check them out toward the end of the library, the library closes at 10. So mm-hmm. if you, if you don't finish a game and you want to bring it back to your room and finish it there, you can do that too. That's fantastic. So. How, uh, how, how many people are we expecting? I know we've been growing every year. How are we doing? How are we expecting this year to go? So we're expecting about 600 people. Um, we had a little over 500 last year. So we had to expand the area in the hotel that we are using. So we're actually using every possible space that they have now or every single room that they have in the hotel. Um, but yeah, we have, we're expecting about 600 people this year. So it'll be our biggest ever, and it'll be twice as big as it was in 2018. So it's grown grown a lot. Yeah, it's an amazing, like I said, it's an amazing way to kick off the convention year and a great way to play some games that you might never, ever get to play but and spend time with other people who are really passionate about board games. Yeah, yeah, and that's the Token Cons run by the Oklahoma board game community, and of course we do all our meetups all over the place, and that's always what we've been about more than anything is about bringing people together and you know board games are are a great way to do that because they are something that anyone can enjoy and something that um, gives you a built-in activity to talk about and we just we want people to have a good time and we want people to meet other people and it's a really friendly convention and we try real hard to make sure everyone feels welcome and feels like you know they have something to do and 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 you know a thing that something to be a part of so Anything else you want to make sure to mention about Token Con that we haven't gone over? I think we 
we covered it really well. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, it's um, yeah. so exciting. And and I know that Red Dirt D&D, of course, we're going to be there. Uh, we're going to have our own table. We're going to have some panels. We're going to have Red Dirt D&D trivia on Friday afternoon-ish. It's 4 o'clock, so yep. I didn't want to say Friday yep. night. Um, but hey, and we've got some prizes for that, so it's going to be uh, just a lot of fun. Oh, awesome. uh, oh, just the entire weekend of just playing games. I mean, what else could you ask for? That's amazing. Yeah, it's a wonderful time. Uh, and where can people find more information about TokenCon? So best place is just to go to TokenCon.net and you'll find the schedule there. You'll find the game library. You'll find places to sign up for events and buy your badges. So TokenCon.net. And on Facebook, you guys are also have a presence there. As we well. are. Yep. 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 You can look up TokenCon on Facebook as well. Fantastic. Mike, thank you so much. And we will look forward to seeing you on March 17th. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Mike Dadalo, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.